0: Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Miley. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Well, hello. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, This is Miley Otterson, who works for Springfield Community. Gardens, and can you tell us a little bit about your
1: organization? Well, sure. We were founded in 2010. Um, what started with one community garden became 18 community gardens, two urban farms, and a hospital farm.
0: That is really unique. You were founded in 2010. By the way, who founded you? Oh, yeah. So
1: that <laughs> uh, that would be me.
0: <laughs> Good work.
1: Yeah. Thank Look you. Look
0: at this. Like your your little baby has grown quite rapidly. We're going to talk a lot about that hospital farm too, because that's something I, prior to this, I had never heard of. Can you tell me about the project you received funding for? Like why was it needed in your area or or maybe even why was it necessary?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the Oz- I'm from uh, Springfield, Missouri, the heart of the Ozarks. Um, and the Ozarks has a long history of small farms and, uh, very, um, sustainable farming methods. But over the course of the eighties and different policy, uh, that came down to us, um, we kind of became, uh, large, you know, trying to compete with large farms. And we really lost our heritage and our knowledge of small farming, small, sustainable farming. Um, so my father, um, he was, a a vet and he uh, passed away in 2020 uh, at a hundred years old. Oh my God. But gosh. he taught me everything I know about farming and that were those were using the old ways. And so really this, this grant is about restoring our sustainable regenerative agriculture techniques that we already knew how to do, but we lost in one generation um, and, and building a, a network of local small farms that can actually Produce enough produce sustainably to um, sell to hospitals, restaurants, and uh, the farmers' markets, and then, of course, we want to develop a really a really robust system of uh, CSAs on small farms. So, what I'm hearing you say, I
0: think, is some of the older farming techniques perhaps were lost that actually worked really well. And so your group set out to bring some of those back while also providing fresh food for the area.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Very good. So how how do you um how does a program help beginning farmers? What are some of the things that you've been able to do with the the funding?
1: Well, sure. So our our um our farming model is a little different than some of the other projects. We um actually employ our um Farmer apprentices, they receive a living wage and health benefits, and we teach them how to farm sustainably, regeneratively on our farms. Um, They also will go out for field days and um, help with technical assistance and create uh, wonderful long relationships with other farmers in the area who are doing the same thing. Um, And so essentially, we have a farmer apprenticeship program that pays the farmer, and we um, actually use the Hospital has 12,000 employees and they all want a CSA box. It is very popular and always sold out. And so we're using um, the hospital as a champion stakeholder to help support our um, farm incubator.
0: Perfect. Can you talk a little bit more about the farms that you have? You mentioned two farms plus the hospital farm, but maybe the differences between them, or tell me a little bit more about this relationship that you have with the hospital and how beginning farmers are engaged in that.
1: Well, sure. Let me um, just give you a, a brief overview of our th- of our three urban farms. The first one is at the, um, it's called the, uh, the SCG Market Garden, and it's at the Drew Lewis Foundation. Um, it's the oldest uh, school Uh, in Springfield that is uh, a defunct school that a wonderful community leader bought and made it um, a place for people who are underserved um, and of lower socioeconomic status. It gives them some programming for housing, um, how to grow their own food, um, and also some budgeting techniques, things like that to try to lift them out of poverty. So that that's one of our urban farms. And so it's they live very, on
0: site there. Did I understand that correctly? Uh,
1: so, so we have one farm there on site at the Drew Lewis Foundation okay. in a wonderful neighborhood that is underserved. Um, and so that's our first, that's our market garden. And the Missouri Department of Ag gave us uh, funding, uh, food insecurity grant to build a beautiful packing shed. So we have a, a nice uh, produce packing shed there. And we have a, a, a market farm. So that's our that's one site. The other site we have is behind Schweitzer Methodist Church. It is specifically uh, for the Chin uh, refugees. And we have about 100 families there. But we also serve veterans and other people of color at that farm. And we have high tunnels and market farming. They go to market uh, just like the other one I mentioned, the SCG Market Garden at the Fairbanks. And then our third one is the hospital farm. It's on a 22-acre piece of land, uh, the most expensive uh, piece of real estate in Springfield across from the hospital. And the hospital chose uh, chose us, frankly. They, they could have sold that property. They could put up a clinic, but they want a farm. And so we have this wonderful community-based partnership with the hospital. And uh, that is our hospital farm. And um, we have currently uh, 30 by 96 high tunnels on tracks that slide uh, into two positions and a packing shed and a propagation house that we're erecting. And and that is directly across from the hospital. So if you are in the hospital, you can look out the window and see a beautiful farm. Sounds really,
0: picturesque, you know, if you're in the hospital, not much fun, but some nice things, interesting things to look at. Uh, that you know might help you in your journey back to health. So, do you have a specific story about how this has either helped a farmer or even just helped your community? Because these really something that's I feel a little bit unique about your project is, yep, you are definitely training beginning farmers, but you're also providing this food back to the community, and you you are working with a hospital as well to provide you know good produce to the people that work there but i'm guessing there's also something going on as well with maybe the patients or the doctors or some sort of collaboration there to get healthy food into the hands of people that might need it
1: yeah. Gosh, there's so many stories. I'll just and tell I asked you a bunch of questions. Sorry. You pick no, one no, and run with it's it. Good. It's good. Let me tell you just a couple stories and about the, the, our success and why it's so important to have a farm incubator program in any town, our size, which is about 300,000 people. Um, one story is I just want, you know, I can, I've known so many doctors in my life and they really do practice medicine because they want to heal and help and um our farm frankly is very inspiring to them and they have been amazing partners just different um different doctors you know a heart surgeon for instance or an obgyn um they you know they really they really want to incorporate healthy eating into their prescriptions if you will and so we have you know uh, we're getting ready to um, provide CSA boxes for Patients, low-income patients of a clinic of 30 doctors. Um, and they'll ha- be able to use their SNAP benefits to, to, you know, to receive this, this produce box. So that's a really great story that is really doctor led, if you will, the, the doctors coming to us and saying, Hey, you know, we believe in what you're doing and we want to do this too. And how can we help? Um, so uh, that, that relationship alone is, um, allowing us to work with the University of Missouri med students so that they can incorporate uh, community um, outreach into their their residency program. And uh, by the way, they have found that doctors being involved in these types of community outreach is proven to relieve uh, relief stress. And so the the doctors working with the farm and the CSA boxes and with us as a community who, you know, this year alone, we put in 32,000 hours of volunteer service. It's allowing them to not get burnout, especially during a pandemic. So that's one, I think, a really good holistic story about how important it is to have urban agriculture right out front um, in your cities.
0: That is a fantastic story. And I love all all the touch points and the benefits that you cited that it's yep, the doctors are helping, but actually the doctors in training, the residents are a part of this too. And we're finding that when we volunteer, when we do uh, good things for other people, stress goes down, right? So holistic is a very good word that you use there. Absolutely. So Miley, do you have another story
1: that you'd be able to share with us? Well, sure. Um, I think one of the more successful things that we are doing is developing trust with new farmers Um, and they are coming to us as a source of knowledge and an example of that is we have some young women farmers um, who have high tunnels and they want to uh, what we call skin a high tunnel and um, so we are able to bring our staff over and to help them and have a farm day where they develop really important relation, long standing relationships, but they're also uh, able to give that technical support that they have learned on our farms and share that with other farmers. And so, really, you have exponential uh, results and outcomes of the activities on, um, on, in our program because we're also, you know, uh, train the trainer, if you will. We're teaching others so that they can teach and share.
0: I imagine you could go on all day with stories about your program.
1: Yeah, just (laughs) about every week we have something really great happen. That's for sure. We have our challenges, but we also uh, consistently are reminded of the good that we're doing uh, with the project. I think
0: that's awesome. So how, if I'm a beginning farmer, how do I engage with your program?
1: Sure, you go to SpringfieldCommunityGardens.org. And we have a farm incubator program uh, tab and you just pop on that and it says, you know, do you want to become a farmer? Do you want to learn more about our farm incubator? And then we'll get back with you within 24 hours and get you set up. Uh, We have over 70 workshops a year uh, online and they are free. So we not only reach out to farmers uh, who are actually farmers on our farm, that are paid a living wage, but we also have these workshops uh, that give great technical assistance and uh, give uh young farmers and new farmers the opportunity to uh meet our uh USDA agents like with the NRCS or the Farm Service Agency or uh with MU Extension. So we're really it's about one-on-one relationships and really connecting people. So so springfieldcommunitygardens.org and that will get you set up.
0: Seventy free workshops, learn how to navigate the USDA programs, extension, get connection. That's that's a great message. And, and what is next for your program? How do you continue to help beginning farmers? You've already done so much. I just, I'm like in awe at all the touch points that you have in this very large community.
1: So uh, moving forward, uh, the the BFRDP program and that infusion of money was an absolute success for us. Uh, it raised awareness in our community of the need for new farmers and technical assistance and training. Um, but also it reminded us of our heritage and who, who we are and where we come from and something that we can be proud of. Uh, So I think moving forward, what we have found is that, and certainly Secretary Vilsack knows this as well, but in order to have sustainable food systems, we need to have um, infrastructure that supports those local sustainable food systems. So for instance, we need more packing sheds. We need more people who know how to lay irrigation. We need better compost and access to better soil. Um, We need to strengthen the relationships between uh, the extension service, the USDA, our stakeholders, such as the hospitals and the schools, the restaurants. And so we're going to certainly continue that mission with our organization beyond the length of this grant. Um, But I just want to really encourage everyone nationwide, please, please build the infrastructure Architects get involved. Engineers get involved. Um, you know, uh, just anyone that can help make a farmer successful get involved and then we can really transform our food system.
0: It's a great vision, and it sounds like you're going to be busy for a few more years, Miley, yeah, I hope so. i I have no doubt. So you shared your website, which was Springfield Community Gardens that- org do you have any social media handles that you'd like to share places people can get in touch with you
1: well sure so we have a Facebook page Springfield Community Gardens uh, as you know there are a lot of Springfields in the United States so you'll yes. have to look for the one in Springfield Missouri but we do have a Facebook page there and then Instagram as well Springfield Community Gardens perfect well thank you so much for joining
0: us today and making some time to, to be on our podcast. Thank you.
1: And it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.